So by teaching you how to become your own doctor, it's very, it's very simple. You just start in that process. You start with cleansing your intestines. Then you start with cleansing the liver. Then you start by cleansing all the parasites and harmful organisms out of your body. Then you cleanse all the chemicals and heavy metals out of your body. You cleanse your external environment of anything that's bringing you down. And you stop putting all those chemicals and toxins right back into your system. So everything is in simplicity, like nature is in simplicity. We think that we have to go to the doctor, we have to do all this stuff, we don't. Actually, we just need to stop doing what's causing us to feel ill to begin with. Hello everyone, welcome. I'm your host, Otto Gomes, and today we have a very special interview with Dr. Edward Group. Since 1998, Dr. Group realized hardly anyone was focusing on the root cause of diseases or offering plant-based solutions to these problems. After diving deep into alternative healthcare practices, he founded the Global Healing Institute. Global Healing Institute is a home for all of my decades of research and work with millions who have incorporated these health, fasting, and lifestyle principles into their lives, said Dr. Edward Group. Dr. Group has been working on holistic health solutions for over 25 plus years and leading the charge on alternative healing practices and solutions to root causes of disease and not just managing symptoms. In this episode, we talked about his new NFT project using healing sulfagial frequencies and high profile artists rendered 3D art to create a community around Global Healing Institute. We also discussed the metaverse and what the pros and cons could be with its existence in correlation to the physical world. We then discuss all the healing modalities of urotherapy, as well as audience questions that went deeper into the practical steps of starting that specific form of medicine of drinking your own urine. I can assure you, everyone, this episode is literally gold. Let's go in and take a look. about to begin to tell me your journey and I like to ask what was that red pill moment for you that shifted you away from the matrix I love the way you put that the red pill that shifted me away because I was in the matrix studying I you know I was one of those kids that was an indigo child that was studying all kinds of things didn't really know what I wanted to be but my dad was a chemist and, and a biochemist and so I really had an interest in chemistry biochemistry physiological aspects of the body, biology, things like that. I mean, that, that was always fun for me. I ended up going to like 12 different colleges, I originally started out in, in law, but I got so bored reading all those, you know, boring case studies. <laughs> Nothing against anybody who's a, who's a lawyer. We need more lawyers right now fighting for humanity, for sure. Right when I was around 15 or 16, I guess, I just really had a good feeling of, I, I was having all these visions. I just knew I wanted to help people, help the planet, do good for people. Um, just had a, I mean, I just, I felt like people were in need. I might, I lost my dad to a cancer around that time. So um, what I had decided to be was a heart surgeon later on when I had taken so many credits um, and I was going to apply for my MCAT. And then the red pill moment came when I was at a dinner. It's strange how the, it's not strange, but it's how the universe works. It's just like giving you messages. And 
that night I was sitting next to a guy that was starting a research team um, somehow connected to the cancer hospitals uh, that were bringing in the complementary alternative medicine. It was a big deal in the mid-90s. This was in the mid-90s. The whole CAM programs, the complementary alternative medicine programs at all the major cancer hospitals, MD Anderson and all the big ones were supposedly bringing in. And uh, so we, we ended up going back and forth, talking back and forth. And he was telling me, basically, I didn't know what I was talking about. I was allopathically trained. I was telling him, look, we have the, all the money behind all this research, behind all this science, behind pharmaceuticals. It's got to work. You know, this is the answer. Basically, I was taught to call him a quack. And, and he was had already taken the red pill, knew the truth, and was telling me, why do, I, why do I not have an open mind? Have I done the research on pharmaceuticals? That's what he told, asked me. He said, have you looked at the biochemistry of what happens when someone's on pharmaceuticals? And I was like, well, no, I've been taught that they're good for you, but I haven't seen what they do. So I spent some time that night. I could, basically, I couldn't sleep that night. I had to go to the, the library the next day went to the library, started pulling up all the documentations I could on three or four or five different pharmaceuticals, starting to look at the biochemistry, how it works in the body. And I was blown away in about three or four hours worth of research in the, in the library. I, I realized that, wait a second, this is only, that was my red pill moment. I cannot believe what I'm, what I'm finding here. I mean, this is crazy. This is not healing anything. This is just putting a Band-Aid over it. This is covering something up. But it's not healing or it's not addressing the root cause of why people are getting sick. I, man, I was, I, I just, I saw the deception happen. Like, it was crazy. It was like, I just, I felt like deceived mm. that we were being lied to. And I asked him, I went back to the guy and I said, can I join your research team? I would love to learn more about what you're, what you're talking about. And that's how I got started. Now, I joined the research team in 1995, and our main job was to search the globe um, for two things. The root cause of cancer to determine what is the root cause, what is causing people to get cancer, and if there's any natural treatments available anywhere that can be brought into the main cancer hospitals. Not only did we figure, and we studied everything. I mean, I was on the Royal Raymond Rife research team. He was using electrical medicine. Uh, we studied instantaneous healings. We studied faith healings. We studied ozone. We, I mean, any any doctor around the world. And by the way, in the mid nineties, we didn't have internet access. So we had to, through word of mouth. Oh yeah. I was going to say reading and, and yeah, listening. yeah, reading books, <laughs> tracking these doctors down, um, going into libraries, going into health food stores, seeing who was writing books on things. You know, do you know of a cancer doctor? Half of them weren't even doctors. I mean, they were just, you know, researchers that had figured out ways to repair the body. Actually, what we found out is that the smartest people were usually um, not even like medical doctors at all. They were just massage therapists or nurses or 
you know, like Renee Casey with the SEAC team mm -hmm. or just individuals that were doing juicing like Jay Cordich. You know, he was big, the juice man, Jay Cordich, a long time ago. Remember those commercials um, that were all over TV? But these people knew people. Like it's an underground, there's a whole underground society of healers usually working with cancer and degenerative diseases. So not only did we did we figure out what the root cause of cancer was, but we figured out what the root cause of all diseases, all negative health conditions, and we found and collected protocols and programs that we could use for every single condition you can imagine. So that was that was the red pill. Thank God I took that red pill because that's led me on an incredible journey of almost, you know, every, anything you could possibly imagine has, has happened to us. We, uh, you know, all of our research we brought back was squashed and, and, and we were basically told to not talk about it. And so we were rebels, big time rebels back then. And so we, we started to just said, what the heck, we're going to open up a disease cancer clinic. You know, no one was licensed. No one was an MD. No one was I love anything. That. We were just it, like that's that's literally the Wild West kind of. Move it was the doing. Wild West, <laughs> and 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 so, but we were really successful, and because yeah. we were teaching people how to heal themselves, the true definition of a doctor is a teacher, not a prescriber. We had to let people know. We, we would ask them. We had. Pretty soon, we had a lot of people. We were so full. We were treating people from the, the royal family. Um, people were coming in from all over because our success rates were 40 to 60% or above wow. with cancer. And at wow. the time, MD Anderson, the largest cancer hospital, their success rates were 4%. Yeah. And those were based on a four-year survival rate. And bear in mind, okay, our, we only got the worst of the worst of the worst patients. We only got the patients that had already been through the allopathic system and were sent home to die. It wasn't like we got patients that were first stage cancer. No, I mean, that we would have really high success rates if that were the case. So, so our job, what we figured out was we figured out that the root cause of disease or let you have migraines, you have arthritis, you have anything. It doesn't matter what you may be suffering from. The It all stems from two things. Chemicals and toxins in your external environment and chemicals and toxins in your internal environment. That's it. It's All disease and all conditions are very, it's very simple. It's very simple. Now, when we talk about the toxins in your external environment, what are you watching on TV? Are you getting along with your coworkers? Are you getting along in your relationships with your friends, your family? You know, people are toxins, just like chemicals are toxins. You know, are you spending too much time on social media? You know, external environment is what about your home? Is your home toxic? Are you sleeping in a room where black mold is on your air conditioned vent? Are you sleeping on a memory foam mattress? Do you have plants in your house? Do you have air fresheners in your house that are releasing toxic phthalates into the air? Like how clean is the air you're breathing in your home? Mm. How's the water in your home? Those are all the things that people should evaluate in their external environment that are creating toxic buildup in their system. And then the internal environment is all what you're putting in your system every single day, the beverages you consume, the food that you eat. 
And very few toxins come in through the skin. However, it is, it is a, uh, an area that we do absorb chemicals and toxins, and especially if you're taking a shower and a bath in, in tap water and, and you're putting a slathering a bunch of toxic cancer-causing SPF 40 sunscreen on your skin every single day or using chemical-based uh, uh, personal care products. I mean, the best statement I ever heard is, don't ever put anything on your skin if you can't eat it. Mm. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, that's probably one of the best advice. Because, yeah, I mean, that, that right there is key. <laughs> so, so, I mean, with that being said, the, the, it's the solution to be able to get rid of any type of negative health condition that you have is nothing more than cleansing. Mm. You're cleansing your external environment and you're cleansing your internal environment. And so what we first thing that goes is your intestines. There's basically five things inside your body that you need to focus on and repair. First, all disease starts in the intestines and all health begins in the intestines. Your gut is everything. You need your gut to be healthy. So we always start with an intestinal cleanse, cleaning and healing the gut. The second thing is the liver. The, the, the liver becomes congested. Right now, I would honestly say that 99% of the population on the planet right now, their livers are not functioning above 30%. In order for you to be completely healthy, your liver needs to be functioning above 80%. There's that many chemicals and toxins and junk that's leaking through and clogging up your liver. Look, you, we have kids with fatty liver disease right now. It is it is just insane the amount of congestion and flukes and stones in the liver and the gallbladder and how those are just decreased their functionality is decreased and the third thing that we noticed so it went gut liver and the third thing we noticed that every single person had with any negative health condition is overgrowth of parasites harmful mm. organisms so many people have an accumulation of mung, I mean, uh, mold, fungus, bacteria, viruses that are stored in your body, worms in your system. Like we have so many and nobody is doing a parasite cleanse and cleansing all those parasites out of their system. And then the la and number four would be the chemicals and the heavy metals that we just keep accumulating and accumulating and accumulating. And then last, the five thing is the emotional component. People are living in a state of sympathetic or anger or fear or jealousy or resentment or lack of love for themselves. So it's a all of those are the main five components. So you have toxic bowel, toxic liver, over infestation of parasites, too many chemicals and heavy metals in the body, and an emotional component of, of you know, which, why wouldn't you? I mean, most people are, when they're healthy, they're self-confident, and self-confident leads to success. But most people, we would ask them, when's the last time you looked in the mirror and said, you know what, I love myself. You know what, there's nothing wrong in my life. I feel amazing. I'm happy with myself. I'm happy with my life. I'm happy with everything. And you know what they say? Um, yeah, when I was a cheerleader back in high school, I remember. Yeah, that's that's that. Or, yeah, I was playing on the football team or playing baseball or something like that. I mean, how crazy is that? 
How something in the past. We, yeah. we would we would ask people all the time. It's like, well, what, well then what do you do for fun? Mm. And they they would just start breaking down and crying. Or we would say, what makes you happy? People don't even know what makes them happy. They don't even know what they do for fun because they're so wrapped up in their job and they're so wrapped up in everything outside of themselves. And that was designed that way. The system was designed that way to keep you always looking outside and never allow you to go within. So by teaching you how to become your own doctor, it's very, it's very simple. You just start in that process. You start with cleansing your intestines. Then you start with cleansing the liver. Then you start by cleansing all the parasites and harmful organisms out of your body. Then you cleanse all the chemicals and heavy metals out of your body. You cleanse your external environment of anything that's bringing you down. And you stop putting all those chemicals and toxins right back into your system. So it's, everything is in simplicity. Like nature is in simplicity. We think that we have to go to the doctor. We have to do all this stuff. We don't. Actually, we just need to stop doing what's causing us to feel ill to begin with. Wow. Uh, if you guys didn't catch, he just gave you the answer of where cancer comes from <laughs> and how to clean out your system. I mean, wow. I'm going to have to rewatch all of that probably three or four times just to catch all the details, but thank you for that answer. That, I think that was uh, just eye-opening. Um, and you know, it's you're you're bringing so much clarity to really what's going on, uh, you know, now in in the last two years, we've given we've given our power to external stuff, and and for and kind of forgot that power, and and have given the decision making everything to these external sources, and we're just taking it in, taking it in, taking it in unconsciously, unconsciously. And so, um, you know, 2020 really, in my opinion, showed us who was aware of that and not aware of that, who was diving deeper into the fear and who was kind of being snapped out of it. So question is, for you is, you know, with this last year, when did it become real for you that like, oh, this is happening now? Because you've been in this since the 90s. You've been seeing, your eyes have been open for decades. So, when did it when did it become real for you this this last couple of years and and what's happening now well um studying the um, studying the things that cause people to have disease like fluoride like electromagnetic radiation from cell towers and 5g and the pesticides and the gmo foods and all of the hundreds and hundreds of chemicals and things that we've studied all lead down a deep dark path to um, what most people would can say are extreme conspiracy theories. But when you spend 25 years picking apart those pieces of the puzzle, then you realize that it's all, the, everything is controlled by a group of people that is purposely trying to keep us sick and under control and poison the environment, the water, the air, all for power and greed and money, and they don't care basically about anything else. I mean, look at the medical community. And, and I'm not saying anything about it. I've got lots of friends that are MDs, and there's a lot of functional medicine doctors out there. What I'm, what I'm talking about is the teaching aspect of it and how big pharma is tied into the big agriculture and, and the food industry, and it's all tied in together. Um, to keep us really um, docile and controlled and nonviolent and, and 
and sick and dependent, dependent upon them and taking our power away from us and giving it to them. Like most people say, the doc- oh, I'm going to run to the doctor if anything happens. Right. Like the doctor is my God, you know, and all this stuff. When ultimately you're your own, you, you have the most powerful medicine in the world within you. It's your self-healing mechanism. Your self-healing mechanism is just congested. Your self-healing mechanism is not able to work because it's toxic. It's being mm. suppressed by all these things. So, um, I mean, we knew what was going to happen. I mean, I predicted it and came out and did YouTube videos in 2018 telling everybody about what was coming with the pandemic and what the, what the plan was. I mean, it's, it's out there. You just have to research it. Anything these into these dark forces do, they always publicize it. Mm-hmm. You can you can date you can look exactly at the agenda 2030. You can look at some of the CIA Project Mockingbird. You can look at the propaganda campaigns that were developed, even dating back to Vietnam with the geoengineering programs, the chemtrails. It's all public stuff. It's just we get labeled conspiracy theorists for talking about what you can Google online. You can pull it all up. They talked about creating a pandemic. Mm-hmm. They patented COVID viruses from, you know, 2012 and, and even before then. They had tests done, PCR tests. They had COVID tests that had been manufactured even since 2018. I, I came out and told everybody in 2018 exactly what was going to happen um, in the next few years, how they were going to install 5G, how they were going to come up with a pandemic, how they were going to come up with some sort of virus, how they were going to introduce vaccines on the other side of it, how they were, you know, this has all been planned for a long time. This is nothing new. Now, two years ago, when the pandemic hit, I was chosen as one of the doctors to be on the task force for the government, the advisory team, the COVID advisory team. At the time, there was 27 doctors that were on that team. I was chosen because of my research into the pathology of disease, virology. Um, You know, remember, I've spent 25 years researching disease. That's what Mm -hmm. I've been doing and figuring out solutions to combat it and eliminate it. So our job was to communicate with the frontline doctors all over the world. You saw it on the news, you know, that the, that the White House has a team that's communicating with the doctors, gathering evidence on therapeutics and on other things that can be used during this pandemic. That's what we were doing. That's what our team was doing. And within the first five weeks, we had multiple things, multiple things. First of all, we're not even calling it COVID, we're calling it a pathogen, okay? Because we still technically haven't even identified exactly what it is, okay? We know it's got some spike proteins on it. So let's just say it's a biological weapon. Let's say it's a pathogen that was released. Um, And we had multiple different uh, herbal protocols. Um, You know, there were pharmaceutical-based protocols too, you know, many things. And the standards were, you know, if you can get 90% success rate, 95% success rate on 100 or more patients, that was credible enough for us to review the research. I mean, we had, 
what was labeled as bleach, which wasn't bleach, which was chlorine dioxide, has been used in, 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 in natural medicine for 30, 40 years, which is, which is a um, sodium chloride, which has been used by the military. It's been used by people all over the world as a, as a, as a water purifier, as a sterilizer. It's completely safe. It's not bleach. It's sodium chloride. And that converts to chlorine dioxide, which is still not bleach, yet the whole media says bleach. That was one of the things that was working extremely well. We had um, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin came out later. We had zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, ozone. These are all natural things. I was pushing more for the natural things. I wasn't, I was actually against giving anybody antibiotics because antibiotics mm. will ruin your gut and it takes mm -hmm. eight months to repair your gut after one round of antibiotics. So, um, so there were a multitude of things. And so we learned really powerful uh, early on that when we, we were on the phone with the White House, we were the ones telling them, you know, all this stuff. We submitted a 17 page paper on iodine. iodine oh, for this information is blowing my mind. The government has billions of uh, stockpile doses of potassium iodide right now. There's nothing that iodine won't kill. You have to get to a certain level. You can't take micrograms of it. But that's, you know, Lugol's was the first antibiotic that was ever developed in all the apothecaries back from the 1900s all the way up to the 1950s, 1960s before they started shutting it down. There were many, many things that were working. One of my favorite things, well, and everything was squashed basically. Okay, so we, we, our team went nothing. They weren't listening to us. Our team kind of went our own separate ways. At that point in time, I started taking one of the things that we discovered that was um, that was a valuable, valuable, valuable substance that was coming out of India. You have to remember that most people in the world couldn't go to a doctor they you know we have it in the united states we have it good we can go to a naturopath we can go get an iv injection of ozone we can do all this stuff but the majority of the world during the pandemic they didn't have the the ability to go and you know even go to a hospital for that matter so um so one of the things that my team was studying was the reports that was coming out of India on urine therapy or urine. Oh, I'm urine. so glad. I'm so glad you, you went down this road. Yes. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> okay. So, so that's like a woo woo term of, of everybody saying, Oh my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. You're going to be talking about urine. Oh, that's a waste product. That's gross. Actually it's not. It's been used as, as it's the number one medicine that's been it, that will ever be produced in your body. Um, think about it. When you're exposed to uh, a virus, let's say, let's say the path the, the pathogen during COVID. I'll try not to talk too much about that because we're on a platform right now that heavily censors people. So I'll just talk about the code words. How about the pathogen? <laughs> yeah. So what happens in your body when you're exposed to a pathogen? Your body produces antibodies, right? Mm -hmm. What happens to those antibodies? You pee them out. People in India were recovering in three to five days by drinking their own urine. So this is a Shivambu or Shivimbu 
It's been called. I just, just want to say I want to say hi to Rodney. Rodney's uh, watching. He's actually um, he he talks about this in, uh, whenever he goes and speaks about urine therapy. So I just want to say hi to him. But yes, okay. keep going. Yeah, because he, so, he wrote that. So on there. I'm looking what Rodney's saying here. Research urokinase and urokinase. Well, guess what? I'm just gonna. I have to be careful what I say here. Um, the things that they're shooting, the genetic experiment that they're shooting in people's arms right now, that the number one scenario that we're seeing is, by the way, my team um, was, the, was the team that broke away and started working on the anecdote for that. And our first client was in February, somebody who was severely damaged. But right now, the main issue that we're seeing is blood clotting from these, this experiment being unicorn, you know what? It yeah. being put shot into people's arms. Now, Rodney is 100% right when he says urokinase because urokinase, you can see urokinase, urokinase, it's pronounced either way, it doesn't really matter. Look up drugs.com on urokinase, and the first thing that it says, it says it is a clot busting drug. It just so happens that there's a couple facilities that produce urokinase out of the thousands of porta potties that we have all over the place. They the owners of the porta potties figured out that their biggest business is not in the porta potty business. Their biggest business is actually in the salvaging urine business oh, and, so and extracting awesome. the urokinase from it. So wow. not only is what you have inside your body the solution for any type of pathogen, but it's also the solution to be able to reduce the blood coagulation that's happening from the spike protein production from the mRNA. And not only does urine have urokinase in it, but it also has urea in it. And urea is one of the strongest antivirals, antimicrobials known to man it actually has been shown to work and stop mRNA production, spike protein production. So ladies and gentlemen, wow. whoever's watching this, the answer and the, and, and the, the fountain of youth and the, everything that you possibly need to heal yourself, to reduce your aging, to recover from any condition that you actually have ever suffered from is being produced in the exact amounts that you need it in your body every single day. Now, I, 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 I've been practicing urotherapy for close to 20-something years because that's one of the things we studied um, from doctors uh, that were curing cancer. Degenerative diseases, back then, when we were working with all these doctors. We worked with a doctor. His name was Dr. Jesse Partridge. This was back in the mid-90s, and he was using magnetic therapy and urine therapy for all of his patients. And it was, it, when we were going to these underground cancer conventions, you know, he would always laugh at us and walk around. He's like, you know, you guys are you guys are like making all this stuff and all of these, you know, you know, protocols and all these herbs and all these cleanses and all this stuff. He's like, one of these days you're going to figure out that the only thing that you're going to need to cure or to to eradicate any condition is people's own urine. And so what when we opened up our clinic, what, in the conjunction with the uh, cleansing protocols that we were doing, we would always have the patients drink their first morning urine, and then we would do an injection, a urine injection, like once a week or maybe even twice a week in some cases. 
Um, so, uh, and not only that, urine enemas and have people mm. put uh, massage urine on into their skin every single day as well because it's very powerful when you massage it into your skin. So urine is not some bad, crazy thing that we need to think that it's toxic. The kidneys are the best filters in the world. You'll never get a perfect match of over 3,000 plus nutrients, hormones, um, neurotransmitters, antibodies. I mean, all of the things that you possibly need in your system, your body is already producing for you every single night when you sleep. And when you wake up in the morning, that's your perfect medicine. That's why one of the best books I think ever written on, on urine therapy is called Your Own Perfect Medicine by Martha Christie. So we, we're actually in the process of putting a website together right now called um, um, eurotherapyresearch.com. Mm. Now, I know that, that people think that this is, you know, I used to get, I, I used to have people call me a quack. I used to have people say, oh, you're crazy. You know, urine is a toxic waste product. And most medical doctors will still tell you that, that urine is a waste product. It's actually not. And as a matter of fact, if anyone thinks they're gross, thinks that urine therapy is gross, then I have to say, I'm sorry, but you drank your own urine already every single person has drank their own urine for the first three to four months you drink your when you're in your when you're growing as a baby you're drinking the mother's urine and while the amniotic sac is 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 developing and and getting big and then from for the last nine months you're literally drinking your own urine every single day why do you think baby's skin is so soft when they come out because it's soaked in urine. Why do you think babies smell like so beautiful and so floral? And they're so beautiful and they're so light. It's because they've been drinking their own urine. This is not, you know, some whim of a thing. This has been going on for five, since the beginning of time, 5,000 years. And there's massive amounts of research behind it. As a matter of fact, in 1957, I think, the American Medical Association even came out with research on it. And they say that urine is the most, has the most research done on it than anything else in the world. Wow. So um, it's just getting by, you know, take the red pill and wake yourself up and, and understand that we've been manipulated again. We've been lied to. We've been deceived to think that our urine is toxic or that it's mm -hmm. gross when it's, it's, it's not, it's actually extremely beneficial. And it's, and it's, it's, it, there's, I've, I've tracked down pretty much as many books as I can possibly find old manuscripts with our team. We've had a team working on it for over 10 months now. Um, I'm coming out publicly. I'm starting to talk about it more because here's the thing. What's coming down um, our path in society right now and in all the people that are living in a state of fear, they're living in a state of anxiety, all these different so-called strains and variants that we're going to be dealing with. It's not going to be ending anytime soon. I'm all about simplicity. And I know that if I get thrown down on the ground, held down, something injected into me, and I'm in some camp somewhere, I know that I have no fear, that I will have no fear you know, I will not be stressing at all because as long as I can drink my own urine, I know that I'll be, I'll be fine. I know that that's the most powerful uh, medicine out there. In India, they use it for snake, poisonous snake bites. You can get bit right. by a cobra. 
You can get bit by a mamba, black mamba, and you will never have to go to the hospital and get an anti-venom because your urine produces the anti-venom within 15 seconds. Yeah, this is on, it, it was on um it was on the friend uh, the show Friends where the the, the person gets um, stung by a jellyfish and then they ask the other friend to pee on the on the sting and it goes away. So it's like it's already out there. It's just that they made fun of it. They they made it into a joke when it's like, nah, man, this is actual medicine that we have inside our bodies. You know, it's interesting. I met I met Dr. Group at um, the convention in Florida at uh, the biohacking convention for Dave Asprey. I would never have imagined that I walked into this room, which by the way, just so you know, I didn't tell you this, we were going to another room and the room was full. And we're like, oh, let's go, let's go see this, this other doctor. And I, I, I hadn't known it was you until I saw you. I'm like, oh, I know him. But I walked in there and sat through it and I had no idea that I was gonna walk out wanting to drink my piss. <laughs> I mean, that's just amazing. Now, I, ha I do have a question. Some people ask here, you know, if they're taking medication, um, will it have some, some counter effects? So I guess my question is, is there any repercussions to drinking your urine? Because, uh, you know, I know about so, Herxheimer reaction and, you know, healing crisis. So I don't know if that also is something you got to take into account. Everybody's different. That's a great question. And everybody will react differently because everybody's urine is exactly what their body needs to heal. So it's going, your body knows and what the urine that's gonna be coming out is exactly what your body wants to come out. So what happens, this is a general, this is in general, the first 90 days is a cleansing and detoxification period. This is when your body is going through a deep cleansing. Um, urine is like a detergent in a way. It, it goes through and, it, and, it, and it, it's a living substance. It's very highly charged, so it goes in and starts um, grabbing toxins and chemicals and flushing them out of your out of your system. So, 90 days. You know, usually the first two weeks you might have headaches, you know, Herzheimer reactions, fatigue, skin breakouts. Anything can happen during those. But if you stick with it for the first 90 days, most of the time you're going to be fairly clean for the after the first 90 days. The second 90 days is more of like a recovery and repair kind of a cycle. Okay, that's when your body's just, you know, repairing itself a little bit here, recovering a little bit, still maybe a little bit of um, a cleansing going on. And then the last 90 days and beyond is a regenerative phase. That's when your body actually starts to regenerate and regenerate and regenerate. So within a year on average, if you're putting it on your face, like I'm 53 right now and, and, and I've been on You're 53? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I thought you were like most like early 40s. Wow, I'm very surprised right now. You look very good. I'm going to well, start drinking my pee. Well, well sure. thank you. <laughs> I uh, love this. Not only that, I mean, it's, it's, it's great for everything. Like I've had a history of periodontal disease in my family and you're, you know, swishing it in your mouth will whiten your teeth. And I just went to the dentist and they, they've been telling me for years, my gums are receding and receding. And they said, oh my gosh, what are you doing? This is only in six months. They said, your gums have grown wow. an additional millimeter. She goes, we've never seen that happen before. What are you doing? And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to get into that conversation right now. I'm just eating <laughs> you healthy, pick and choose. taking some vitamins <laughs> or whatever. But um, I've got just had some – I've only been on it full time. I'm drinking about, um, about a half a gallon a day. 
I'm massaging it on my skin. And I've only been doing that for about 100 days. I've just finished my first 90 days, period. Although off and on, I've done it for 25 years, but not serious, not serious, 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 where it's every single day, like, you know, pretty much every time I go to the bathroom. And so um, Looping, so I, right? I, sprained, I sprained and broke my ankle actually a few weeks ago. I was playing tennis. I never went in, but I, my ankle twisted completely over and I heard it break and crack and everything and it swelled up and I literally soaked it. There was a remedy where you can wrap it and soak an injury in, in, in cotton towels or gauze. And I did that. And within three days, I was walking again on my ankle. And it was an easily a six to 12 week injury. Probably maybe I needed to go get pins in it. Who knows? The pain went away within hours of doing that. And, and in, within two weeks, I had a full recovery in my ankle. I tweaked my back one time in the last nine days. I was hurting. I rubbed urine in it. Within 30 minutes, my pain was completely gone and never came back again. So I must, I mean, I've had some, some miraculous things happen with me just in the last 100 days. But here's the thing. That in India, they even recommend drinking your own urine while people are going through chemotherapy. Now, in all the books, and with, what most people will recommend is to not do urine therapy when you're on medications. Mm -hmm. And I would say that, you know, I would probably say the same thing. You want to get off your medications, but you don't want to cold turkey that. So take your time. And what, what people can do is they can put a couple drops under their tongue. Your urine also works as a homeopathic. You can actually make homeopathics out of it. So maybe just a dropper full under your tongue, hold it in there for a minute. You can swallow a little bit, but ultimately you want to start slowly. It's called time contingent detoxification. You want to start slowly weaning yourself off your medications and work with somebody that can help you out um, during that phase. I mean, we're, we're teaming up with people like that are in the, that are, they're teaching people and you're in consultants and stuff like that, that can kind of walk you through the process. But ultimately, and I'm coming out with a course, actually, it's almost finished. It'll be ready in the next couple of weeks. Um, just do your own research. Like those books, like your own perfect medicine will walk you through and they're all for free online. You don't even need to buy them. There's PDFs available. Um, if you go to eurotherapyresearch.com, um, you'll be able to um, get, a lot of the information there, a lot of the books to read there. It's just basically learning about how to do it. I mean, you can mix it in with juices as well if you, if you, if you don't like the taste of it, or if you want to overcome that mental, that mental, you know, thing that we've been conditioned to believe that our urine stinks and it starts it here. Is, if it, it in the first ninety days, I mean, especially in the first month, your urine might smell, and that's just all that those toxins and everything that are coming out or not necessarily toxins, because 95% of the toxins are going to be coming through your bowel, okay? This is another one. You, might, you will have a small amount of chemicals and toxins that come out through your urine. However, when they come out through your urine, they're conjugated, okay? Which means even if you drink it, it's not going to go back into your system. It's going to go back into your bowel, and that's how you circulate it. You know, there's even stories. I was, I was curious about that. Wow. Okay. But that's that's also why you drink your midstream, your midstream right. urine. So what, what you do is you pee out for like five or six or seven seconds, maybe three to four seconds. Then you collect your midstream and then, you know, then you pee, you just, then you, you know, let, 
you know, you finish off with the last 10 or 15 seconds. So that's another way that you do that. And so you're, you're always drinking your midstream urine and you're always, you can drink it up to 15 minutes from the time that you collect it. Okay. That it's going to be fresh. It's going to be live. It's going to be vibrant for up to 15 minutes, almost like picking an apple from a tree or a fresh uh, piece of fruit or a vegetable. You have that life force in it for, for a certain amount of time. And then that life force starts to die off a little bit. But um, medications, you definitely want to, you know, work, you know that's, that's probably the biggest contraindication, um, especially with uh, diabetics. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's pretty much safe to use, you know, and even if you don't feel like drinking it, you can always, um, you can always uh, use enemas if you don't feel like drinking it. Now, after you get past the first 90 days, and even if you get past the first, you know, the second 90 days, there are people out there that just end up drinking everything. They don't even stop with the midstream. They just drink 100% That's Rodney. of their output every single day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that Rodney? Or was, yeah. Was that Rodney? Yeah. Or? Rodney does, uh, Rodney loops everything every day. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's, and that's fine. And that's, that's pretty much what I do at this point as well. And you can do that. Just make sure that you're not consuming a bunch of meat and Rodney probably eats a very organic, it's like, yeah, very, you know, a lot vegan, of, a lot of organic vegetarian yeah. diet. You're yeah. going to find that meat eaters will, um, if you, if you do eat meat and you do eat a lot of dairy and you do eat a lot of gluten and you eat a lot of salt, you will definitely start noticing that your urine will change colors and you'll, the taste. Over a period of time, you become very in tune with your body. It's, it's a way that your body will um, give you messages as to the things that it doesn't want you to eat and the things that it does want you to eat. And even um, there's a lot of theories that the, the ancient Romans and, and, and people gave us the message, like the mannequin piss, right? How many statues do you see of someone peeing? So it, the pee goes in and it recirculates oh, wow, that's so good. through. That's so good. I always wondered so, that. So wow. people say that the, those statues are actually giving us the message, especially the young, the young boys, because yeah, a, yeah. the young boys, the, the urine is very powerful. And, and young women, the younger you are, the more powerful that your urine is. And, and ultimately, when your urine becomes very clean, it's very tasty. It almost tastes like a floral coconut water or something like that. It's, it's actually becomes um, very pleasing uh, to taste, and it becomes a very pleasing to where you almost crave it. Um, that, that makes sense because then if you're if you're if you're getting that feedback right, it starts to hit. Oh, I got to make some changes in my diet because I want it to taste better. So then you just go into this feedback loop. I mean, I, maybe that's why it's called looping. And you just it starts getting tastier and tastier, more floral as you move in that diet. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's I mean it is it is the most powerful in my in my twenty five years of doing research and especially over the last ten months really digging into this, and the reason we really dug deep into the uropathy um, was because of what we foresee that's coming down the line of the and 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 all the calls we're getting on from friends and family members that decided to get the shot and that are that are suffering. And it takes between up to three to six months from the time of the second one uh, before these spike proteins are pretty much infiltrated because your body produces them all throughout your whole system. So our philosophy is what is the, what, what is the solution for everybody out there? 
you know, what is, what, what is the, you know, what can anyone do to take away the fear, to take away the anxiety and know inside that, that they'll have everything that they need. And there's nothing more powerful than the urokinase at dissolving blood clots. There's nothing more powerful than the antibodies that you're, that you're going to be putting back in your system. Urine actually contains a massive amount of stem cells as well. That's why it works so well uh, from an anti-aging perspective. I know I was in uh, Bangkok, Thailand. I went over there to do a documentary film and interview all the top stem cell doctors in the world. They're all in Bangkok. Guess where they get their their live stem cells from? The amniotic fluid, from the placenta, from the umbilical cord when it's still living. You're peeing out $10,000 worth of stem cells every single day that you can be putting back in your system. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's amazing. I love this. This is so nuts. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, and you have, and you said that you have a, at Eurotherapy Research, you're going to be releasing a course that's going to go through all of this. Yeah, but it's, I mean, the thing is, yes, I'm going to be releasing a course. Um, uh, we have the website, which is for free, all of the research that we put up there. I knew when I came out publicly and started talking about drinking your own urine, I was going to be, you know, bashed and, you know, called a quack and everything else under the sun, which is, you know, I'm used to it because the the truth, I'm all about the truth. I'm all about waking people up to what's really going on and, and giving, empowering them, you know, through mindfulness, through meditation, letting them know that they have the power to heal themselves. The, the greatest power is within. And, and I'm still a big proponent of detoxification, keeping the bowel clean, you know, um, taking the iodine, especially as one of my favorite uh, nutrients, because the fluoride in the water calcifies the pineal gland, and that's our third eye. And so for us to, to, to gain a higher level of consciousness, like we're going through the Great Awakening right now, we're all on different levels of vibrations. Like Tesla and Einstein said, everything in life is vibration and energy. Mm-hmm. And that's how basically how healing works as well. I mean, all healing is nothing more than increasing someone's vibrational frequencies. You know, massage increases your vibrational frequencies. Chiropractic increases your vibrational uh, frequencies. Um, uh, essential oils, uh, herbs, pure clean water, um, fresh fruits and vegetables. I mean, uh, your mind, you're, you know, putting out love and and... And speaking uh, love and affection and positive things increases your vibrational frequency, while a lot of things, most things, decrease your vibrational frequencies. The EMFs, and by the way, uh, EMF exposure, urine is great to help protect against EMF exposure as well because it's a detergent so? that helps block some of that uh, because of this, the oils and the proteins and the compounds in urine there's still up to six compounds in urine that are uh, have not yet been identified by man. Can you believe that? Interesting. So that, that means yeah. that they might have functions that we we're not aware of yet. Yeah, like we don't even know what they are. We and and there's been urine projects going on for ages that identify all the different over three thousand. Wait, wait, wait. So components. you're saying that there's co- there's compounds that 
don't exist like in the real world that we don't know, we can't compare it to anything basically? Exactly. Yes. We don't know what they are. So that's some, weird. <laughs> some sort of, you know, spiritual enlightenment. If you, if you do urine therapy long enough, some people will also say that um, their urine looks, they'll go to the bathroom in the morning, especially after a long meditation. And they'll say that they'll have this phenomenon of what it looks like they're peeing white light. That happened to me one time already where I, where I went to the bathroom after a long meditation session and it literally looked like I was peeing white light out. I, I called my wife over. I said, you have to see this. I've never seen anything like this before. So that's another indication that you're cleansing your body and how powerful and the resonance and the vibrational frequency is of your own urine. Wow. 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 I'm, 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 I'm like so happy and sad at this moment. I'm so happy because oh, good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, uh, first off, thank you again for joining me. Uh, hopefully this one goes a, a little smoother, smoothly, smoother than yeah, the last time. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> well, um, for those of you that don't know Dr. E.G., <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say your name. I'm just thinking about that now. Uh, this is Dr. I'll just say it. This is Dr. Edward Group. He is an amazing individual who has gone through decades of medical research on so many different things, specifically something that, um, uh, well, specifically two things that I believe are super, super important to healing, which, which first is purging, like uh, cleansing your, your colon, cleansing yourself out of all the impurities and parasites and all the things that we're you know, our bodies are, are, uh, are infested with and also on the most medicinal thing that your body can create, which is your urine. Oh, we're going to talk about that. But um, more specifically, I really want to dive deep into a little crypto talk. Uh, I kind of want to start with that and uh, see where you're at in the crypto space. I know you're doing an NFT project. So um, with that, let's, let's begin. Like, uh, tell me, tell me about this project and what it is that you're actually working on. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, crypto is one of those fun subjects that I love because it's a, it's a way to decentralize from the, the real world in a, in a certain way, but not, not necessarily disattached from it, but enter a world of decentralization where there's not control by a, a small group of individuals or a small group of companies and, um, more community-based, uh, and actually really, really, in my opinion, a way to transfer assets away from the dollar, which I think is is going down and down and down. Uh, it's just a very interesting and exciting uh, field for me. Uh, and NFTs are the same. I mean, NFTs, the non-fungible tokens. Uh, what I want, what we wanted to do is we've been really trying to help the planet and help as many people as we possibly can for years. So I wanted to do an NFT project where it's basically the global healing society. It's kind of like a, a real, you know, organized NFT project, not like a rug pull type of a thing, but it's more of a slow and steady wins the race. And we've got one of the top artists in the world. Her name is uh, Chelsea Evans Starr. She's got incredible art. Um, Paris Hilton collects her, uh, collected her art and, and some of it just sold at Sotheby's. But she's really, really behind us as far as the mission. And the mission of the Global Healing Society NFT project is people who really have a passion and desire to heal themselves to heal others 
and to heal the globe. I mean, and that's what the whole mission is about. So uh, we're going to be the first NFT project. She's a 3D artist, so it's actually going to be a 3D rendition, which moves and has chakras and has ge geometry built into it. And it's the first NFT project that combines a unique group of the Sofagio tones to where when you play the actual NFT, not only will it be visually appealing with different color therapy and different geometric therapy, but it's also going to uh, heal you with the sound that comes out of it. So it's actually the first NFT that you'll be able to play and actually heal the body. So we have multiple and we have multiple Sofagio tones that are designed to heal stress, anxiety, depression, release uh, emotions from past lives or re release emotions you've been holding on to for a long time. Uh, working at the cellular level, the 528 hertz frequency to help repair your DNA to help detoxify you. So it's a combination of different Hertz frequencies that we are <clears throat> working with a, a really good sound uh, master that is putting these together to where this NFT will be a healer. So we're gonna be launching 3,333, we're calling them healers, legendary, legendary healers. Um, and, and so I'll have more information coming soon on that. But the, the, the whole goal is to, is to have a community evolving NFT project that is based around people that have the NFT will have certain access to the Global Healing Institute, other organizations, not just going to be revolving around us, but any other organization that they feel can can contribute to helping heal themselves or healing the planet. So it's pretty exciting. And I can share, we're in the beginning stages of it. We're hoping to launch the actual art by Earth Day, April 22nd um, next year. And then we will uh, also have rent out a spa at Art Basal in Miami, which was a huge, huge success this year for NFT artists. The first time ever in the history of Art Basal, which is the largest, most exciting international art festival in the world uh, every year in Miami. But up until this year, it was just, you know, very stuffy. Like, let's look at some Picassos for sale or let's look at, you know, Van Gogh. Don't get me wrong. I've been an art collector for a long time. I love physical art. Uh, one of my favorite artists is, uh, is Royo, actually. And... Um, but anyway, this year was a whole new community in my basically all of Miami was taken over with hundreds of thousands of people and and there were all kinds of parties and and all kinds of celebrations for this new metaverse kind of profile picture um NFT uh world that we're that we're going into and so that's that's very exciting however this the global healing society is all around detox and cleansing and 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 cleaning up the earth's soil cleaning up the earth's air cleaning up the earth's water and doing really good things so next year in miami we're going to have a spa and everybody from one to four or something like that is going to be invited to the spa most people will probably be hung over from the night before, but that's not what our mission is about. Our mission is about health and healing. So I'll be doing seminars and people can come in and get free juices and um, spa treatments and massages and infrared saunas to kind of sweat out and to detox and to, to cleanse their body. So our presentation will be more geared around health and healing and detoxification. So we're also doing a healing token 
Um, the healing token we've already secured, which is HLNG. It's not listed on any exchanges or anything like that yet because we're still trying to figure out and work out the utilities and the ecosystem and, and, and work in that manner. But, um, for example, we have some really cool ideas of when people – we really want to reward people. Ultimately, the goal is to reward people for doing good things for the planet or doing good things for themselves or doing good things for others. Um, so we're just trying to work around that ecosystem now. Like, for example, if everybody gets on a call for this call, for example, I mean, we're helping people. We're going to give people great information on so like right now, today, they're going they can literally change their lives for the better. So we might do something like anybody that joins in the call. If you're on the call for the whole time, you might earn, you know, each person might earn two healing tokens or something like that. We, we have a lot of ideas, but it's just getting all those things working properly behind the scenes and getting that ecosystem and those smart contracts and all that stuff working efficiently. Wow, I love what you're creating. <laughs> I mean, and by the way, thank you for explaining all of that. Um, you really went a little uh, more in depth than I was, I was prepared for, but I wrote a bunch of questions down as you were talking. Um, I love what you're creating, which I've always said that true decentralization is not really going to start on a global level. You know, a lot of these people in this industry are, are trying to push global, 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 where I'm like, dude, you're, you're trying to fight the globalists. <laughs> They're professional, you know, launcher of global level stuff. So I, I've always said that decentralization is going to start on the local level where you get 500 people, a thousand people using a separate blockchain for themselves within themselves. And so I love that you're creating this because you're literally, you know, um, uh, starting the process of creating a marketplace, creating your ecosystem, creating your, the value within your own audience and following. All you need to do from that point forward is, is copy and paste it to other audiences and other organizations, smaller organizations. And then you use that, you guys can start, you know, trading against each other and create your own market. I mean, I, I love that. I love that. So, um, you know, like you said, this is in the beginning stages, so I'm sure you're still going through the, we call it the tokenomics, um, which is just the, the structure at which, you know, you gamify the, the sales process, the, the distribution process. I mean, it's a, whole, it's a whole layering thing, and I understand the complexity of that. Um, and I love the healing aspect of it, because you can almost write a white paper called, or, or based on proof of healing, or like, um, I even wrote down like, um, um, like a um, healing, um, oh, what, did I, what was I thinking? Well, I, just proof of healing. Like you, you can explain how, well, if you oh, uh, learn it, you know how you can go to Coinbase and do like learn and earn? Yes. If you learn something, you get, you get money back. This could be a heal and earn. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. Like people can go through a course, you know, like the Global Healing Institute course. And when you finish the course, you get rewarded or doing good things. I mean, it's what we really want though is we want the community to help us evolve that. You know what I mean? Like we'll, we'll start off, like I'm, a, I'm a big fan of staking and I'm a big fan of utilities that really involve people on a daily basis. There's so many crypto projects out there and NFT projects where it's just, you know, they're, they just, they get every, they market the heck out of it and they get people in and then it just kind of fades out. This is more of a long-term um, slow and steady wins the race. That's how I am when I'm, when I get into, when I'm into crypto investing. I mean, we started investing in 2017 and it's, it's kind of the Warren Buffett strategy. I'm a, I'm a big time hodler. I'm not a day trader, a week trader. I like to pick good projects, good teams, and then invest in those teams, monitor those teams, and then, and then wait. I mean, the the 
predictions that I had years ago working with indirectly remote viewers and some psychics uh, was that the year was 25 or 2025, 2026 is when we're really going to see more adoption and, you know, don't sell until those, those days. Although, you know, you do have to keep a close eye, you know, you do have projects that are failing and coming up and down, you know, uh, at different times, but <clears throat> I like the model, uh, especially if you look at the B app or the Pi app, you know, I like, I like the way that they don't, even the B white paper is very similar to kind of what we're doing, but the B app, for example, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of similar, but I also like looking at user ability, user experience in crypto mm. and in NFTs. And I think that as far as user experience, I mean, if you have 25 million people coming to your app every single day and clicking the B to keep it flying, you know, including me, like, Honestly, I, I don't even, it's hard for me to keep up with most of the crypto projects that I'm in right now. But I, I, every day when I get that message to keep my B flying, I go over there and I click the B and keep it flying. So that's open source software. And so we're, we have four things that we're looking at. We're doing, a, we're at, we have a mining operation, which is already up and running. We have the app where people can actually mine and earn healing tokens, which would be based off of the B uh, app algorithm and open source uh software except ours will be someone like basically meditating and holding a, a globe and the globe you know keep, is spinning and when it stops you have to keep the globe spinning to heal the planet um that's and then so we cool have, and then we have the token and then we have the nft project so we're actually we have four things that we're kind of merging together and and figuring out how that's going to work as you know the the NFT and the crypto ecosystem and tokenomics is an ever changing, evolving uh, system, especially when you're looking at all these high gas fees right now on Ethereum. And so um, we're we're in the process of looking at different uh, ways to accommodate, especially people that are really like in our industry, in the natural health industry, a lot of people don't even know what a wallet is. It's, mm. it's, they, they, it's a, it's a barrier to entry. It's a pretty strong barrier to entry to buy an NFT. They have to go get an account on Coinbase. They got to link their bank account. They might have to wait weeks to get approval. Then they have to set up a, a MetaMask. Then they have to link, you know, it's it's still, there's a still barrier to entry. However, there's some teams that we've been working with right now that, especially in the NFT space, um, it's in beta right now, but there's a, there's, a, there's a platform which is basically like a Shopify for NFTs where there's, there's really no barrier to entry like that. You can, you can basically run your community on that site. You can, someone can come buy an NFT with their credit card so they don't even have to go through that whole process. So I, I'm very happy that we're starting to see the evolution of the barrier to entry gets smaller and smaller. For, I mean, I could send out to our millions of followers and list and say, hey, look, you know, be part of this healing thing. And all they would have to do is go onto the community website and buy a healer with their credit card. You know, eventually they could they could get there. We would teach them how to get their their um, they would hold that in a secure. Obviously, they would still have a smart contract associated with that or let's say a their individual ID um, for mm -hmm. their NFT, but interesting things happening. So, and the reason why um, there's a there's a huge community. Most people don't know this. They're just barely hearing about the metaverse right now. But you know, 
not too long ago, there was a concert in the metaverse and there was more people watching that concert than watched the Super Bowl last year. Now, that wow. is, it, it, to wrap your head around that, the Super Bowl has been the most watched event in history for, you know, ever since I was a kid, right? Millions and hundreds of millions of viewers or whatever it is. And for the first time ever in the history of our world, we had more people in the metaverse watching a concert than we did watching the Super Bowl. And so that's how big and that's how fast this digital world is growing. And people say, well, I don't know about the metaverse. I don't know about this whole digital world. Well, if you calculate the amount of time you're on the computer and you're on your phone and you're on social media, we've already been living a good majority of our lives in the digital world. And so I look at it as we just we want to help uh, people unify again, you know, in the outside world that we're dealing with right now. We have a lot of a lot of, of people and big companies and mainstream media that are dividing us. They're dividing us. They're censoring us. They're keeping us. They're hiding information from us. They're lying to us. Uh, when it comes to practically everything, including how to get healthy. So they're, they're taking away our freedoms. Mm. And so this digital world, we're seeing a massive amount of people shift in because you can be whoever you want. You can be free. It doesn't matter what your political beliefs are. It doesn't matter what your religious beliefs are. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It doesn't matter. It's a, people are becoming unified and they, be, and they feel like they can talk about whatever they want to talk about and not be censored, not be harassed, not be thrown in jail, um, you know, not have their bank account seized or whatever. And that's what's happening to people in our industry right now and other industries that are coming out and telling the truth. Mm. They're being, you know, we're all being harassed We're, you know, I was on the phone with someone yesterday and they're, they're under investigation. We're all being labeled as domestic terrorists or supporting domestic terrorism and all this, which is just malarkey. We're just out there telling the truth. We're out there trying to help people every single day and and share with people what's really going on behind the scenes and what's really happening that they're not finding through the mainstream media channels. You know, I'm glad that you went down this road <clears throat> of the metaverse and, and you know, it's the, the, the what's happening currently in mainstream media. I've seen, I think, three or four announcements of, ma of big stars announcing their version of a live stream, like a, a concert, a metaverse concert. Um, I think it was like, uh, anyway, they're now, they're, it's happening. You're right. It is happening right now. And yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen numbers, crazy numbers like the uh, three time the, these artists are making three times two to three times more than they would uh doing a live concert it's insane to me with like the cost being close to zero so i guess my question for you is for you is what are the cons of this like how can this become a very destructive layer of this reality you know i believe that there's duality in everything there's 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 a, a benevolent and there's malevolent actors in everything. So how do you see this being a very destructive force and, and a constructive force, both sides? Well, that's, that, that goes back to everything in our lives. When you, when you look at how the universe was created, when you look at our own spirituality, when you look at karma, there's always has to be a balance between negative and positive. It's the yin and the yang. It's, it's, if you look at your, anyone looks at their life, 
they're always going to have times where they're, you know, going through tough times. You can really balance it out pretty evenly between the negative and the positive in your life. Um, it, that's just the way it is on this low vibrational planet that we're on down here. So there's always going to be cons, or let's just say there's always going to be a balance between negative and positive. And that's just what we have to live with. And it, when I say it doesn't matter if you're in the real world or if you're in the metaverse or wherever you are, it's just that's the way it's going to always be. There's always going to be people that are on, that are lower vibration, that are on a lower level of consciousness. That's what we're seeing right now, actually. We're, you know, I believe that we're really going through the Great Awakening right now. And, and I, I've, I've, I've talked to so many high-level people billionaires, millionaires, movie stars, famous people, non-famous people, it doesn't matter. But the reason I say famous people, millionaires, billionaires is because they always request to talk to me. And they honestly, they're some of the most unhappy and unhealthy people on the planet. Like we see this facade of these movie stars and these billionaires flying around in their jets and all this stuff. And it's like people want to be like them and children, the most, the, they just did a survey at Harvard and the children's, what are the two most important things that you could have in your life? And they, the two, number one and two, number two answer was to be famous and to be rich. We've lost our values. <laughs> wow. Like we've lost our values of communication. And I think that when, when we talk about communication, that, that would be a, a downside because I've watched this happen. Like I'm, I love to talk to people face to face. I love to be around people. It's, it's an energy that we're around. And I've seen the shift over the, especially over the last 10 or 15 years where people are meeting each other online. We used to just pick up the phone and call and, and talk to people, especially like in business, if something wasn't there or you're, you're waiting on something, you pick up the phone and call them or you talk to them or you travel out, you develop face to face relationships with people. That's something that's been on the decline. I think that that's good. And that, you know, with the metaverse and with the more with the more digital reality and especially getting into VR, I think that there's just no way to stop it, unfortunately. And I think that we have to go through that just like we're going through this great awakening right now. Most people would see the world as chaotic and very damaging and very negative right now but we've been screaming from the rooftops for 20 years about gmo foods and poisons in the food and the in the oil and gas industry and big pharma and all this and the control that they have over uh society and no one's really listened however the story that i was getting to with with the clients that i've had people almost have to hit rock bottom they have to lose everything before they they change like the interviews that i've done with severe drug addicts or alcoholics or people that had severe addictions, they say, you know, it was so bad that they lost everything. They lost their family. They lost everything that was important to them. They lost all their money. They had, you know, going through the roughest, hardest, chaotic time in their life. And all of a sudden something just shifted. And then they they, they basically reached rock bottom. And then when that shift happened, they never touched alcohol again or they never touched drugs again. And I think, uh, and that's what's happening right now because if you look at society, we've all become addicted. We've become addicted to social media. We've been addicted to money, addicted to fame, addicted to all of these different things. And we've lost reality of who we really are and our true self. And we've, we've, given, we've given up ourselves and our soul to, to the outside instead of, 
going inside of what we should be doing, practicing more meditation, practicing awareness, practicing mindfulness. And so people have to go through this to realize that and go through the trauma and go through the pain and go through the suffering. It's like you have to sometimes go through the darkness to reach the light. And, at the, and, that's, and that's what we're going through right now. It's just everybody's on a certain level of consciousness. You know, like our level of consciousness, people on a high level of consciousness that work on their enlightenment, work on their awareness a lot. It's very hard for them to understand how the lower level of con people on the lower level of consciousness are thinking. Mm. Okay, and we're seeing that. We're seeing a lot of division right now because there's there's people that really get the truth and understand the truth and they can't figure out why do these people not see this? You know, why why do they not get the truth here, you know? And it's the same the other way around. The people on the lower level of consciousness are looking at the people on the higher level of consciousness and they're asking the same questions because they believe they're right. They believe they have the information. They believe they have the truth. So, you know, that's that's kind of what we're going through and we're, we're seeing a, a slow shift. Now, obviously, there's going to be people on the lower level of consciousness that will never be able to transform. And But we're also seeing people starting to rise. I mean, every day there's, I get stories and I get people sending me their, um, what happened? And they were saying, you know, this is where I was three months ago, six months ago. And then all of a sudden my mom or somebody in my family was sick and got damaged and they had a bad experience with the medical community or whatever, whatever that, whatever that transformation was. And now, <clears throat> And now they're becoming more conscious and they're becoming they're becoming awake, like you're becoming awake and aware to, uh, to actually pay attention and notice things more mm. than what than what they were doing before. I, I love that you explain all that because, yeah, we, we have been uh, put into a state of hypnosis for so long. And these last few years, things have really sh shooken up and people have really kind of have to be presented with an opportunity to either go deeper into the fear or really choose to snap out of it and get out of this reality and do something different. Um, and that's so just why everybody on this call right now is a hero, you know, because we are the next generation of heroes and teachers. The true definition of a doctor is not a prescriber. It's a teacher. It's going to be up to us to lead these people. We're not going to be judgmental of anybody. We're not going to judge you for what you decided in the past and judge you for your belief systems, judge you for your political beliefs or your religious beliefs or anything like that, because in reality, we're all souls, okay? Like, we're all brothers and sisters, and if you take away this covering right here and if you take away the mind, the soul can only transmit love. That's it. And so that's what we're going to be here. And that's why we need so many people, uh, the people that are listening right now, that are transitioning into that higher level of consciousness. Because guess what? I mean, we're going to be the ones that are going to be needing to help these other people transition to a higher consciousness and, and, and being there for them and listening to them and helping to guide them into the next, you know, awakening, the awakening that's taking place. This was an amazing, amazing conversation. I, I wanted to try something different, leave a little time at the end to uh, connect with some questions, if you're open to it. Uh, we had a lot of people watching here, and they had some really good questions, actually. As I was reading, I was like, oh, that's a good question. I'm going to ask that question. <laughs> so if, we, if you have a, a moment here, let's just go through a few. 
So somebody here asked, uh, this is RV Benny, uh, uh, RV Benny B with Tigger. I've been tapering, tapering off all my prescriptions. When can I begin urine therapy? Well, I'm guessing the question is like, can I do it? Do I do it together? Do I, you know, do I have to wait until it's done? Yeah. So in the, in, in most of the books that I've had a research team, look at it and, and pull as much research and information as I possibly can over the last 12 months. And so most of the data, you know, over the last 50 years and in the book says, um, to work with somebody and to slowly, you know, get off your pharmaceuticals before you start or to, um, be under the supervision or just not to do urotherapy. Now, I've also, that's just what the books say. Now, I disagree with that. I disagree with that because I've had many, many, there's so many people on, on pharmaceuticals. I, I've talked to multiple urotherapy practitioners about this and asked them the same question. And they basically say, you know what, you, your urine is always safe to drink no matter what. Now, with that being said, you will have some metabolites, especially if you're on opiates or recreational drugs. Um, for example, um, I talked to a warden, actually, that was a prison warden, and he said that uh, we were talking about urotherapy, and he said that in prison, the prisoners would take a bunch of methamphetamine. They would take crystal meth. And he said then they would pee on, whenever they had to pee, they would pee on pieces of bread. And they would dry the bread out. And then because it does come through you, so recreational drugs, um, opiates for people that are on pain medications, you might have to adjust your dosages because you, um, you will be putting some of those opiates back in your body again. And so basically they would tear off chunks of dried bread and sell those to the other prisoners because they would have wow. methamphetamine in it and they would get high again. So they would recycle it. And we actually looked at um, the ancient shamans would do the same thing with psychedelics. So when they were doing their ceremonies with mushrooms or uh, cactuses or ayahuasca or any type of ceremonies that they were doing a long time ago, um, they would have a surrogate that would eat the mushrooms or eat the cactus or take the ayahuasca or whatever. So they never had to go through those that strong detox of like throwing up and doing all this and then like really being hung over for two or three days, they would have somebody else eat it. And then what they would do is they would collect their pee. <laughs> That's amazing. And then wow. they would drink the pee. So it would already be broken down and they would right. still get the same psychological effects or they would still get the, the effects of whatever they were trying to do for their journeys. So you do want to, you do want to be a little cognizant of that. However, I am not, um, I, I've, I've had so many people and so thousands and thousands of people uh, that have just started right away and not really had to worry about anything regarding their prescription medications. And over time, you should be able to slowly, if you're working with a doctor, you know, reduce those um, and the urotherapy would take over. I would recommend that if you are going in for blood tests or urinalysis to stop the urotherapy for at least a couple days before because what we have noticed is people that continue the urotherapy, it is blood, right? Because urine is your blood filter. Mm. And when people drink their own urine, like, uh, you know, the day or the morning, then it can mess up your, uh, your, the, the numbers on your blood work and on your urinalysis. Wow. <laughs> you, just blew my, you just blew my mind with so many pieces of information, especially the, 
the just like Justin Harvey here. Uh, hey, Justin. He's saying prison meth bread. <laughs> yes. True story. <laughs> True. Yes. Oh, somebody, somebody up here asked a question that I thought was really interesting. They asked um, for the, you know, for, for, for drinking, only drinking your own urine for 90 days, let's say, or 20 days. Wouldn't it just stop? <laughs> because like you're recycling the same liquid or, or are you still creating more liquid as that time progresses? No, and there's, there's been many, it's a great question. Many people have studied that phenomenon and no one really knows how to answer it. However, your body continues because I, you, you are exposed and you're soaking in some fluids through your skin and you, uh, especially if you're showering every day and stuff like that. And then you're also breathing in, but the air is, it, it, depending on where you live, has a certain amount of fluid in it, it has water in it. So, uh, so the, the answer to that is your body will, no matter how long you go, continually produce, um, it, it will continually produce urine. I, I, we haven't found any <laughs> that's, evidence that's amazing to me. <laughs> that, that anyone has ever run out <laughs> of, wow. of urine. So, um, even, even in the Himalayas where, where they used to have to take those long treks, athletes, for example, I mean, if athletes were to just, you know, stop pee and drink that again, like even hikers that do long hikes up mountains and they drink that, you're getting the, all those electrolytes and all those components and proteins and vitamins and nutrients right back in. And it just gives you an energy kick. It's, it's really like the pure, purest vitamin, mineral, hormone, supplement, you know, that you can put in your system full of stem cells that help regenerate and cleanse and detoxify you. Wow. Okay. I have two more questions. Um, why do people get infections in their bladder then? Shouldn't it already kill that bacteria inside the bladder? Because I've, I've heard of that, like uh, getting kidney stones or, you know, infection, kidney infection. So how do you explain that? Yeah. That, so, that's your the, medicine? so the urotherapy is a medicine that doesn't necessarily keep you from getting sick. For example, uh, with this pathogen that we've all been dealing with. There's been many people that have been practicing urotherapies for years. It's still got a respiratory infection. They still got a cold. They still go through something. If you're exposed to a biological weapon or if you're exposed to something like that, uh, just because it's there doesn't necessarily mean it's going to keep you from getting a bladder infection or it's going to keep you from getting sick. However, what it does is it produces the antibodies. It produces what you need to heal yourself. For example, in India, we studied the, 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 the uh, bladder infections uh, and kidney infections pretty extensively, and they've studied those pretty extensively over there. At least that's where a lot of the research comes from. And even people that have severe kidney infections to where there's even blood and pus in the urine, they have them drink their own urine. And within 24 to 48 hours, at the longest 72 hours, their kidney infection is gone, as well as their bladder infection. So just because you're, you, you have the, the bacteria that you're consuming and your urine is there, even though urine, for the most part, is a very strong, when, when we say urine is a, is a very strong antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, and all that, it means when you drink it and it goes back down into your system because of the antibody production that your body's doing. So think about like you breathe in something, your respiratory, or you have exposure to some sort of toxin or virus or bacteria, or whatever, or poison for that matter. 
Well, then your body is producing the antibodies or the anti-venom or the or, or whatever it needs to fight that off. And so where it comes out is it comes out through your urine. So as you ingest it, what you're doing is you're ingesting the antibodies and everything. So as it goes, as those antibodies and everything go back into your bloodstream and then it goes back through your kidneys and back into your bladder, that's when you're going to have the antibodies that are attacking the, the bacteria and everything that, that are in your bladder from to begin with. A lot of people ask that question. I was actually asking that question too. I was like, well, if you're in so powerful, how do you get a bladder infection or what's, you know, what's, what's going on with that? So I talked to many different scientists, many people that have been doing this for years and years and years. And that was the answer that, that, that was given to me is that your body. So, like I said, urotherapy will not necessarily always keep you from getting sick, keep you from getting an infection or keep you from getting a bladder infection. But it is the answer to that. It is the solution. It's the medicine. Think about your body being a laboratory and anything that's wrong in your body, your medicine is coming out and you're basically peeing it down the toilet, wasting it. So that's the that's the philosophy behind that. That's uh, th this is a true golden rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last question, I promise and we can end it. Um, if I want to start and I the taste, I actually tried it and the taste and the, my my initial Right. It's like you get that initial. So is there anything you can recommend to ease into it and if, or you just do it? You just pull the, no, the bandaid so and do it. You can you can start with just massaging it on your skin. You can start with just a couple drops underneath your tongue and you don't even really have to drink it if you don't want to. You can mix it in with like a fresh organic fruit juice or you can put a little lemon juice, it's fresh lemon juice in there. It's psychologically complete. I mean, look, if you're drinking water, your urine is purer than water. Any medical professional will tell you your urine is completely sterile, okay? You can literally suck it up and inject it. I do that sometimes. I'll suck it up and inject it. It's that, it's that sterile. It's really like a distilled water, like a triple distilled water. And anything in na any, any water that nature produces is distilled. That's another big misconception that we've been led is that we should not drink distilled water. We should only be just drinking distilled water. Um, fruit, the water in fruit is distilled. The rain is distilled. Nature only produces distilled water, but we've been led to believe that we shouldn't drink distilled water because it leaches minerals from our body. However, what is happening to society is we are literally turning to stone slowly because we're calcifying the inside of our bodies from all these inorganic, nasty minerals, man-made stuff that we're consuming through the foods we're eating and everything every single day. Distilled water will leach the inorganic minerals from your body, but it won't touch the organic minerals. So we should be drinking distilled water all day, every day, because that's what's helping us. That's what's pulling all these nasty chemicals and organic stuff. And that's kind of what your uropathy is and your own urine is too. But you can start slow and start with the midstream, you know, start with your midstream in the morning, catch an ounce, catch two or three ounces. And you'll know if it's too salty or if it's too punchy. that means you're eating the wrong foods and you're eating too much salt. You're, it's another way to tell you what you're doing, you know, wrong. I love that. It's like a, it, it, it's it a literal. It communicates with you. Yeah, it's like a feedback loop, feedback loop so that you can go, oh, let me adjust this now because I don't like that taste. I love that. I think that's great. And I've heard it, I've heard it plenty of times from people that are practicing that they're like, yeah, in a couple of days of doing that, your pee will start to adjust 
to what you're eating. And as you become healthier and healthier and you start eating more live, more fruits, more vegetables, your urine will have zero taste to it. It'll actually be a very floral, um, very uh, inviting to the point where you get to where you, you don't want to not drink it. it. It almost becomes like what you, the, what you thrive and what you want to drink every single day. Because as it starts detoxing and cleansing your body, your body becomes cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and cleaner over time. So does your urine and it becomes almost like something you thrive and, and you crave over a period of time. I won't throw my Berkey out and just <laughs> <laughs> Berkey filter. Uh, this was amazing. Dr. Dr. Edward group. Um, like always, you have just so much wisdom, so much discernment and knowledge, and I'm grateful for you so much. Thank you. Uh, where can we find you? Uh, what are you, you know, put a plug in, give a piece of advice. You got the last word, my friend. Well, unfortunately, we've been censored everywhere. So the only place that I, you could follow me is on Telegram, and that's at uh, Dr. Group Official on Telegram. Um, however, you can go to my YouTube channel, where so far they haven't censored the, the videos on there. That's Dr. Group at YouTube. You can always go to globalhealing.com. Or if you're really interested in, in changing your life and becoming a healer and understanding the root cause of disease, take our courses at the Global Healing Institute. It's, it's, it's all there to teach you how to be your own healer and how to teach other people how to heal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's like I always leave this, this, these interviews like with you specifically like I, I got to think about my life. I got to think <laughs> about what I'm doing, about healing. Am I doing it wrong? <laughs> but thank you. You gave me so much to think about. And thank you, everyone, for joining me. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Love you guys. Wow. What an amazing and mind-blowing interview with Dr. Group and his red pill journey, the tyrannical centralized system he's been fighting since the mid-90s, and urine therapy, right? Oh, whoever thought that drinking your own pee would be the thing that would heal us the most. <laughs> that is your body's medicine. If you want to learn more about urotherapy and its benefits, you can view more information on Dr. Group's website at www.globalhealing.com or visit his social media account at Global Healing Official or Dr. Group Official. And if you'd like to learn more about crypto and dive deep into this new paradigm of true abundance, you can take my course at autogomes.live forward slash easy for 10% off. And remember to always gamify your abundance. Check it out. See you guys.